What essential tech are drivers using out on the roads? On today's episode of Driven Too Far, we're gonna find out which gadgets they can't live without. Hello, I'm Andrew Winkler and this is Driven Too Far, the truth about trucking, a podcast that helps over the road truck drivers balance career and family. Welcome back to Driven Too Far. On today's episode, we're talking about truck technology, what the drivers are using in the cabs of the truck. I know we get a lot of new drivers listening to the podcast. Uh, We also get uh, people that are thinking about trucking as a career. So let me take you back just a little bit before we jump into today's technology. uh, Let me take you back to the 80s and 90s when I got into the industry and tell you a little bit about our technology back then. Probably the biggest piece we had in the truck was the CB radio. And you certainly don't see that much anymore. But it was a great tool back then, and we used it for a lot of things. It's how we communicated uh, as drivers. We didn't have cell phones back then. It's how we communicated with a guard shack as we pulled up to a shipper or receiver and were looking for a door assignment to unload. It's how we talked to each other on the road. Drivers talked to each other, perfect strangers out there, but we shared information. What's the road like up ahead? What's the weather doing? Hey, is that scale house open ahead? What should I be doing there? Today we get spoiled a little bit with our GPS on our phones and Google Maps and things like that, but back in the 80s and 90s, we didn't have anything like that either. We had the old-fashioned map, and uh, Rand McNally made something called a trucker's atlas, and it was a pretty good-sized spiral-bound road atlas that had all 50 states, Canada, Mexico in it if you did, and that's really what we used to navigate. So once you've been driving for a while, you certainly knew your roads and your interstates of uh, you know how to get from Nebraska to California or Iowa to New Jersey without really looking at the map. But when you got closer to the cities or your destination, that's where you really had to kind of drill in and figure out how you were going to get there. And even the map would only get you so far. Even if there was a section in the map that blew up the city you were actually delivering in, you probably still had to make a phone call to that receiver or that delivery and ask for kind of the final directions to to get you into the right place. Pay phones were a big one. I said we didn't have cell phones, uh, but pay phones are what we used back in the day. And uh, typically how the truck line worked was each driver made something called a morning check call. So maybe by 7 a.m., 8 a.m. in the morning, every driver had to go into uh, a truck stop or maybe find the pay phone at the rest area and they had to call their company. We usually had an 800 number. We would call ahead, and and a lot of times we'd have to wait on hold for a while because there's only one or two dispatchers in there taking all those check calls from the drivers at the same time. But we simply told them uh, who we were, where we were at, and if we were on or off time, if we were going to make delivery on time. Uh, I happened to work for a reefer carrier back in the day, so we also always reported our reefer temperature And that was just a a measure to make sure that as the driver, you're constantly paying attention to the temperature inside the trailer, uh, that your product was going to be okay. And that way, the dispatcher recorded that that temperature as well. Um, The phones, too, that's how we, you know, obviously called home and talked to the wife or the kids or or family and stuff. But uh, whether you're standing in line at a rest area waiting for that pay phone, a lot of the truck stops back then, so I think in a travel centers of America, the TAs come of the bigger truck stops. When you'd go into the restaurant, sit down for breakfast or your evening meal, they actually had, had phones right at the table. So it was kind of nice. You could sit down and, 
and eat your dinner and, and maybe talk to your wife at the same time. And that was probably all she heard from you for the day. It was, uh, you know, you check in once a day with everybody and that was it. Beyond that, you were out there on the road by yourself. Uh, and that CB was, was your only other connection to people while you're out on the road because we didn't have the cell phones. You couldn't just pick it up and dial it or Google something online. So that was kind of it. And then the high-tech uh, way we took our dispatches and our, and our loads and our directions and stuff was simply a, a notepad and a pen. Every time you came to the phone, you better have a notepad and a pen with you because your dispatcher was going to give you the detailed instructions of where you're picking up, where you're delivering, the addresses, the phone numbers to call, uh, what kind of commodities you were going to haul. You had to scribble all that stuff down. Uh, there was no sending that information to the truck like we do today with the mobile comm systems. Uh, everything was handwritten uh, in a notepad. And then once you got off the phone with your dispatcher, a lot of times you'd go ahead and make that phone call to that shipper or receiver for those directions in there. So you're writing the directions down on the notepad as well. Take a left here and a right there and stuff like that. And then once you got back in the truck, you better have that notepad uh, within an arm's reach for you because that's how you're trying to, to figure out where you're going to turn next to find this person's dock. So it was a lot different back then. Fast forward to today, I uh, polled about 75 professional drivers and I just simply asked them, I says, what do you got out there for technology? What can't you live without in that truck? Uh, tell me what you're using today. The biggest thing and the, the most common thing we heard was obviously the smartphone, right? You know, what can't you do with the smartphone? Almost nothing. The only downside to the, to the phones is, you know, they can be kind of small sometimes and, and difficult to use that way. But it's essentially a mini computer in your hand and we can get just about any kind of information we need to uh, from that smartphone, whether it's calling people or texting, emailing, uh, Googling directions, things like that. We can get it all right there from that handheld device. A lot of drivers also, um, you know, I was curious about what are you doing for directions? Obviously, we're all using GPS these days and, and navigation programs. Uh, are you using that smartphone or using Google Maps on there? Is that how you're getting your directions? But it sounded like most drivers have still invested in a standalone GPS Garmin type unit. Uh, to have on the truck because they want the phone free for something else and they always want those directions in front of you. So I know when I pass trucks on the road today, you can obviously see there's some pretty good size navigation screens out there uh, that are available for drivers, but most of them are using uh, standalone navigation devices as well. We have a lot of drivers respond with a laptop. Um, I can think of many uses to have the laptop in the, in the truck. One of those uh, one of the reasons they would have that is for entertainment purposes. Back in my day, again, we, we did have TVs that you could have in the truck and they weren't flat screens. They were still the old box style TV and there was a small shelf in the truck. You had to strap that thing in there, uh, put kind of a, a strap around it and ratchet it down so it didn't move. And then there was a 12 volt cigarette lighter in the back of the sleeper where you could plug that thing in. But unless you could get local channels or you had to buy a separate a DVD player or VCR type tool where you could just watch movies. The problem is you just got to watch the same movies over and over again. But today you could definitely use that laptop for streaming, entertainment. You think of the Netflix and, and the Prime Video and YouTube TV and all the things that we stream nowadays. Uh, as long as you can get a Wi-Fi signal in the truck, in the truck stop, 
Uh, maybe your laptop's connected. Maybe you've got a hotspot in the truck, something like that. But a uh, laptop could be very handy for, uh, you know, the entertainment purposes and things like that. And, and by the way, surfing the Internet to kind of kill time at night. We've just got a handful of people that have a gaming system in the truck. Uh, I'm a little dated on this, so I'm going to call it an Xbox or a PS2 because that's what my kid uh, had back in the back in the day. I don't know what the most modern thing is, but the gaming's a big thing for a lot of people. It's uh, I know you can play online with with people across the country and do those types of things. So, and again, it's just a great way to pass time for a lot of drivers. And I believe some of those gaming consoles you can also use for streaming device as well. So a lot of uh, drivers would do that. They'll have a flat screen TV in the truck uh, and their their Sony or their Xbox uh, gaming device hooked up to that TV. They can stream movies on that as well. Um, that's what they do in their downtime when they're resting back in the sleeper. Nobody really uh, came back with this answer, but it made me think about an inverter. So having an inverter in the truck um, it's pretty commonplace anymore. In fact, most of the trucks are spec'd that way where they have an inverter. We have 110 volts in there. So you can plug in those types of devices. You know, again, back in the day, it was all, everything had to be 12 volt. And you, a lot of times you could only buy some of those things in the truck stops because they were specifically made to have uh, in the vehicle for 12 volts. Uh, but today they got inverters in there where you can uh, run regular refrigerators, your TV, your gaming devices, uh, your laptops, all those charging things you need to. So uh, an inverter is a big one. That would definitely be tech that we would want in the truck for the driver of today. And then I had, a, had a, quite a few respond with just man's best friend. Uh, while a dog is not technology, um, it's certainly something important that's uh, in the cab of the truck, that companionship, that friendship you have with the, with your with your pet, your dog. Um, boy, a lot of drivers have it, uh, have an animal with them these days. You see some other animals out there too, but I, I definitely believe dogs are the most common pet to have in the truck with you. So what apps are they using on the smartphone or the tablets they have in the truck? The one I was probably most impressed with, and I hadn't really thought a lot about it, but what had several drivers uh, respond with Audible. So they're having, they're listening to audiobooks. Uh, on their on their phone uh, as they're driving up and down the road. And I thought that was fantastic that there's still an education piece. So whether you listen to podcasts or whether you're doing audio uh, books, what a great way to, to pass the time as you're driving eight, 10 hours a day up and down the road. And even a few of the drivers responded with how many books they had completed. And there was guys in there with three, four, 500 uh, audio books they've completed um, over the years and stuff. So that's pretty impressive. That's, that's way more books than I've ever read for sure. Most of the fuel stops out there today have some kind of an app for download for the drivers free of charge. Uh, a lot of times it will um, obviously tell them what the fuel price is for the day. It'll help them locate those fuel stops. So if you, if you go to pilots or TAs or J's uh, or loves, whatever that is, they all got their individual apps and I'm sure they're uh, they want you looking up the map to find in their fuel stops. But along with that, you can see the amenities available at each stop. Uh, some of them even have the ability to see how much parking is available at those truck stops. Um, and then they have rewards cards or points cards, right? Everybody wants to try to attract you into their business, their fuel stop. So the drivers can tie their points cards, their loyalty cards, uh, to that app on the phone and keep track of your points that way. So you get to you get to spree you get to spend some uh, free.
free points when you go into their convenience stores, whether that's food, drink, stuff like that. Uh, but that's a great way to, uh, you know, take advantage of those rewards out there that those truck stops make available to you. Cat Scale or Way My Truck app. Um, a lot of the equipment today has airway gauges on board for the tractor, the trailer, uh, where maybe you don't need that quite as um, much as you did back in the day, but it's still good practice. When you get close to 80,000 pound mark or you're close to being uh, at your axle weight, uh, it's advised to go to a truck stop, right? Because that scale is going to be the most accurate way uh, to figure out how much weight you got on each axle and the gross weight of the vehicle. But they, they've definitely made that easy. Back in the day, you used to pull up on the scale and um, there was a intercom or speaker and there was red light, green light type thing. And you had to, yeah, I'm with, I'm Andrew and I'm with uh, XYZ carrier, tractor one, two, three. And then once you, once you weigh, they said, go ahead and pull off the scale driver, park, come inside and get your weigh ticket. Well, today everything goes right to that phone. So the driver really doesn't have to get out of the truck. Uh, they send the way ticket, they charge you um, right to the app of the phone. So it's a time-saving device as well. It's certainly more convenient for the drivers, and it makes it uh, much quicker for them as well. Trucker Path was a pretty popular one that I saw a lot of drivers respond. Uh, Trucker Path is, uh, does a lot of points of interest, um, and it's obviously specifically focused on our world of transportation and trucking. Uh, but it also goes as far as, you know, points out where the Walmarts are at. You know, it's trying to think of what do drivers use on a regular basis out there? What would they have interest in? So uh, not only fuel stops and things like that, it has the Walmart location. It has some accessibility to load boards. So if you're an independent, you're an owner operator, maybe you're using that to figure out what loads are out there. What am I going to haul next when I once I get the destination? And you can start looking ahead to see what kind of kind of freight's moving in that area. Hammer came up a couple times. I had to look that one up. I didn't know what Hammer was, but it's uh, GPS routing for trucks, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, I don't know if they charge for it. I'm sure there's probably some kind of a an expense there, whether it's a monthly subscription or what it is. But it's important for drivers not only to have GPS and in, in directions out there, but make sure it's um, set up four big trucks. So we're keeping you out of areas that have low underpasses. We're keeping you on truck approved type routes and things like that. So Hammer was a popular one. We had several people respond with that. Uh, I looked at it real quick on my phone and stuff. I was like, yeah, that, that looks like a good one too. So uh, Hammer was a big one that they, they had. And then I think once you get, if you happen to work for a carrier, and we'll just say mid to large carriers, maybe that's 50 trucks and bigger, uh, most carriers today are actually uh, building their own apps for their drivers. So it's kind of an in-house app. Now, maybe they've bought a third-party app and they're just rebranding it with their name on it. Um, so it's kind of, you take it out of the box and you rebrand it and it's got these features. But the advantage to that, I, I think these are fantastic and we certainly do it as well, but you know, it goes as far as it's got your dispatch on it. So the idea behind these apps is that we want our drivers, we want to make it convenient for you and we want you to have all your needs in one place. So the idea of the, the company branded app is we can have your dispatch information for you. Uh, we can have your pay settlements in there for you. Uh, we go back and we look at training. So if you have safety training that you do every month or every quarter, maybe there's videos or something 
uh, you're always going to this one place, this one app where you can find all those things that you need to do. I know in our case, we not only have uh, our driver uh, handbook in there, but we also have a securement manual in there. So we're flatbed carrier and we have certain uh, ways we want drivers to tie down certain types of loads. Well, we've got it right there in the app. So it's not you're always, you know, looking through the truck or fumbling for this manual or that manual. Everything's in one place right there on that app for you. Some of the other things in the in those company apps is uh, I know we got holiday schedules in there. We got time off requests for drivers, home time requests, those types of things too. So again, you just try to make it real quick and easy and you and you tap on this and that and fill in a couple blanks and, and it goes right to the person it needs to go to. It goes to dispatch, it goes to payroll. Uh, we have the scanning obviously built into that too. So at the end of the trip, you're taking a photo of your of your bill of lading, your trip envelope, and then that that gets right to the payroll department within you know seconds or minutes, so they can start processing it, and it's the fastest way for you to turn in your paperwork for every load. So if you're considering a future career in trucking and transportation, and you're curious how tech has evolved and how tech has shaped our future in the industry, have no fear. There's more than enough of it to go around out there. There's plenty of it. In fact, it's really hard to keep up with all the technology as fast as it turns and, and the latest and greatest, it's always coming up. But there's, there's more than enough out there to keep those drivers connected and safe on the road. If you're looking for a carrier that embraces today's technology, check us out at chiefcarriers.com.